Warning, this episode contains adult language and content. They say the pen is mightier, but in whose hands? So we'll pit two stories head to head and find out which one lands. Our three sham writers haven't read a lot, so your sham host will find a famous plot. From books and films and TV shows, they'll make a pitch, then off you go to write what you don't know. Sham Fiction, the show where two writers cross pens in a duel to write what they don't know. Now, here's your host, Marcus Mann. Why, thank you very much. I am indeed your host, Marcus Mann, as I have been every three episodes since this show came into season two. Who are the host and our writing guests, the host for the other weeks and our writing guests for this week? (laughs) I'm so confused. Go ahead and introduce them. There's a lot to follow here. We're just going to get through it. We're going to push through it. Confused man number one with the beard and the glasses is. I bet it's it's Eric. Is it Eric? Is it Eric? Eric Wade Carlson, the fighting Carlson. Carlson. Hey, you got it. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Glad to be here, Marcus. I'm glad you're glad. It's just a lot of gladness going on. We got a chuckling, less bearded, less glassioed. I think that's how you say someone wearing a glass, like mustachioed, like mustachioed, less glassioed individual. Andrew fighting Neil. How you doing, Andrew? Pow! I'm ready to do fighting. That's that's what it. That's how they call it. Yeah, I'm ready to do fighting. Fighting words. They just like you come to the fighting tournament and you go, "Hey guys, you better watch yourselves because I'm ready to do fighting." Yeah. Yeah, I know. Perfect. You're speaking to you're, pre- you're preaching to the choir here. I feel like you're at an unfair advantage already for this week because, as you know, we are doing Cobra Kai. That is right, Kalima. That's their battle cry, right? In the making, yeah. They are big heart rippers, yep. Kalima, and just that's that's the end move. You've already seen it. So, mm-hmm. I was told before we started that one person on this podcast has seen The Karate Kid and the other has not. And based on Andrew's spot-on description, I'm going to say, Andrew, you have not seen The Karate Kid and Eric, you have. Is that right? Mm. Incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah. I assume from my spot-on uh, reference to The Karate Kid that you would have assumed that I am the one to have seen that <laughs> film. No, to be honest, I haven't seen that film since I was uh, a, a boy, since I was a, a wee baby child. So I don't remember a dang thing other than wax on, hey. wax off. Maybe we are at uh, an even footing. Here, I was embarrassed that I've never seen The Karate Kid, because it seems like a, it's a staple film for most 80s kids. And, uh, you know, I came around a bit late in the 80s, so maybe I have an excuse. I don't know. Well, and this this movie does predate us. It was a home video release by the time we were all born into this world. It's a 1984 film, The Karate Kid. But we're not talking about The Karate Kid today. We are going to be talking about the 2018 YouTube series, Cobra Kai. My YouTube series? A follow-up to the entire Karate Kid series. Did you know that there were four Karate Kid films? Mm. Yeah, yes, yes, I did. If you're counting the uh, the Jaden Smith remake with Jackie Chan. Oh, shit, five. 
Sorry. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> Which yeah, I have seen that, and that is an was it excellent, excellent movie. That it remake, actually, it's really excellent. great. But so is the original Karate Kid. So let me tell you, listeners, a little journey I recently went on. <gasps> I flew across an ocean. <gasps> Which one? From the land of Seattle. Yep. Uh, so it would have it would have been the Atlantic. You know, you cross the Atlantic from Seattle. <laughs> Wait a naturally. second. Yeah. I'm confused. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> it was exciting. We actually got to fly kind of northish over Canada and Greenland because I went to London. It was a long flight, and I loaded up my iPad with some exciting content. One of those things was the original Karate Kid film, and the other thing was the entire 10-episode run of Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, you let into this story after us talking about Karate Kid, and I thought you were like setting up a journey of you going over to like <laughs> Japan, Japan, the land of karate, yeah, to learn from Mr. Miyagi himself or something or the like, and then you talk about going to England, and I'm like, is how does this connect? I'm, 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 I'm struggling as the listener. I'm struggling to make a connection here. <laughs> Unrelated. (laughs) You just had to know, like, there are some things where you get strapped into a plane seat and you say, what else do I have to do? That's how I came to Cobra Kai and rewatching The Karate Kid. Oh, great. But I gotta tell you, much like the parable of Wax On, Wax Off, I was delighted with the results. It was unexpectedly great. I had watched The Karate Kid many times as a child and uh, was afraid that it was not going to hold up well at all, that it was going to be a schlocky exploitation filled with bad gender roles and racism, and really, really holds up. It's a That's very great. solid tale. I'm very glad to hear <laughs> that. So it's, it's the tale of uh, young Danny LaRusso moves to, uh, was it Encina? In- oh, man, where's our, where's our pitch clock? Get that thing started. This pitch is, us the this karate is the kid. It's the recap, my friend. This is uh, free. This is value-added content. And this relates to Cobra Kai How, which yeah. is apparently a show on YouTube, which is apparently a thing, <laughs> a thing that now. is now a thing. Does that yeah. mean it's a web series? I, You know, that's a good question, because I, you can watch it on your computer on the web, but you can watch Netflix things on the web. Yeah, now, to clarify, to clarify... Are we talking YouTube Red? We are talking the reddest of the okay. YouTube. Okay, okay, because you make it sound lame as shit <laughs> by <laughs> saying it's just on YouTube. Yeah. You know what else is on YouTube? Videos of pandas farting. Well, I mean, that sounds like maybe there's a narrative miss, but it could be pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, good let's, let's go back. Let's get some focus here. Yep. Got to finish the story. Do it. Karate Kid. Excellent movie, 1984. Young Daniel LaRusso moves into the valley. Everyone's doing karate at that point. Runs afoul. They just do. They just do the karate. It was like, it was left and right. Yep. Everybody, kung fu fighting. Those kicks, <laughs> different fast martial art. As lightning. That's the kind of thing I was concerned about when I watched it. Actually, they they're very respectful of karate. Anyway, it's good. Uh, <laughs> you know, starts picking a fight with this bully bully beats him up like just brutal 80s child endangerment fighting in this love it Uh, oh sweet his handyman mr miyagi at the apartment complex he ran into uh befriends him becomes a mentor to him beats up a lot of kids (laughs) wow that's great the kids are attacking danny 
trains Danny in karate. Uh, Johnny, the bully, was trained at the Cobra Kai Dojo. Eventually, they meet <gasps> That's in the, the name of what we're All Valley Tournament. About. They fight each other. Uh, Johnny gets the memorable instructions to sweep the leg and put him in a body bag. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. You know, then uh, Danny uh, does some kind of crazy crane kick to the face and wins the <laughs> tournament, and everyone's happy except for Johnny. So that's the Karate Kid. Definitely watch it. It's great. Sounds Cobra great. Kai is like a sequel to the Karate Kid. It's in the same, uh, you know, respects that there were three other sequels, but largely ignores them. <laughs> so the last scene of Karate Kid 1 in the screenplay was actually moved to be the first scene of Karate Kid 2. That's the only footage we see of anything outside of the Karate Kid film when we move into Cobra Kai. Uh, Karate Kid 3, I think, is pretty much like a rehash of the first one. Karate Kid 4 was a Hillary Swank star. What? what? Uh, the next Karate Kid. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. I didn't know that existed. Film. That's cool. <laughs> Have you seen that? What was that? Have you seen it? I don't think I have. No, I still have Mr. Miyagi, but it's him taking on a new student. Interesting. No, I had yeah. no idea of that. Exis- that's existence. That's exciting. Yeah. I went down a rabbit hole, everybody. I was studying up on the Karate Kid. Wow. Time well spent. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Uh, so I think that, that basically summarizes the original. Uh, so Eric, hopefully you're up to speed now. Kid went to the valley. Learn some karate from a wise old man from Japan. And, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. And, uh, you know, won a tournament the, against a, a mean blonde guy. The main detail that I latched onto is that he moved to Encino, which yeah. is the titular setting of <gasps> 90s classic Encino, Encino Man. Encino Man! Indeed. The same, starring Brendan Fraser as an, what was it, like an unthawed... Uh, yeah, he was, he was Link or something. He was Link. He was a caveman that they. Uh, he was the missing Link, and Polly Shore was there, and Sean Astin was there. Let's talk about Encino Man. Nope. Why are we not pitching Encino Man? What have you not seen Encino Man? I have not seen Encino well, Man. Well, Eric obviously has. So I've seen it. That's disappointing. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, I, I will say I was actually wrong. He was not from Encino. He's from Racino. <laughs> ah, it's well, different. The title of that famous film, Racino Man, <laughs> follow up to Encino Man. Yeah. I, I think maybe Johnny was Encino, in Encino, his, uh, his rival. Encino's is like the richer part of town, right? Yeah. 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 So that's, I had it backwards. Ah, dang it. Oh, my bad. Wow. Anyway. Wow. All right. Let's just cut all of that and Uh start recording again. Yeah. Uh, Our our apologies to our valley-dwelling fans. Yeah, I know there are a lot of you. Thanks for listening. All right. But we do this thing on the show where we actually pitch the property that we're talking about (laughs) instead of spending an hour on the prequel. So I'd like to get into that. You'd like to limit me to eight minutes of talking. So let's, uh, let's just get the last couple bits out of the way, and we can get started on that. First off, before we start our pitch, have to give credit where credit is due. Karate Kid series created by writer Robert Mark Kamen. He wrote the first three, Karate Kids Part 1, 2, and 3, in 1984 wow. cool. and beyond. This sequel series, based on the characters by Robert Mark Kamen, was created by Josh Heald, 
John Hurwitz, and Hayden Schlossberg. Fantastic. That, that brings us up to speed. You can see it on YouTube Red. They're not paying us for that. Uh, but you can. I think the first two episodes are free. That's how they get you. Get a little taste. And then you have to pay to watch the whole thing. All right. With that in mind, eight minutes. Here we go. Pitch session. Eight minutes on the clock. Three, two, one. Let's jam. All right, gentlemen, this is not the story of that treacherous scumbag, Danny LaRusso. This is the story of the forgotten hero of the Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence, star pupil of the Cobra Kai Dojo, as he makes a miraculous return to being the sensei of an all-new Cobra Kai Dojo. Before we get into his story, I've got three rules for you, gentlemen. Three rules. Do you think you can remember those? Of course you can. Rule number one, strike first. Rule number two, strike hard. Rule number three, no mercy. Whoa. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, just go right. Those are the rules right. of Cobra Kai. I Fantastic. I'm excited. This is, this is great. Yeah, those are, those are the rules. They were the rules in 1984. That's how Johnny learned to be a karate master. And it's what he is putting back into the world. 34 years later, so this takes place in real time in 2018, right? You have these two super cool people, Danny LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. Super cool. Both both just living off the memory of this one under-18 karate championship in the Valley in 1984. (laughs) Uh, And it's really great because Johnny is just a sad sack, drunk slob. He's living as a handyman, just barely getting by. And Danny LaRusso is milking his karate theme for all it's worth, running LaRusso Auto Group, a chain of successful San Fernando Valley uh, car repair and sales shops. And it's just the best. He has ads on TV where he's like, we're going to chop that price in half. Oh, no. (laughs) And he gives out bonsai trees to everyone who buys a car at the dealership. Does he bow was, a lot? Does he does he do like thank you sort of things? There's a little bit of that. Okay. There's a little bit. Oh no. But he's very respectful of the late Mr. Miyagi because sadly, the real actor who played Mr. Miyagi has passed, and they respect that in the show. So Mr. Miyagi has also passed. So there's a lot in this show about the effect uh, the two former senseis had on both Johnny and Danny. So. Johnny Sensei, 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 Johnny Sensei, is Sensei, Sensei, Sensei. I don't it's know. A sensei. I've always said Sensei, but I. What, don't know. what do they say in Karate Kid? Is Sensei? I think it's Sensei. I think I'm just saying it wrong. Uh, That's John Kreese, the ruthless owner of Cobra Kai, and Danny's very respectful, and he's a, he's a war hero, Mr. Miyagi. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very different. Mr. Miyagi only fights when necessary. He doesn't teach karate to attack. You need to find balance in life. That's his whole thing. And John Kreese was all about attack, attack, attack. And after Johnny lost that tournament to Danny, <laughs> his sensei, sensei in the parking lot tried to kill Johnny. It's a really bad night. Mr. Whoa, Miyagi had to save him. That is a bad yeah, that night. Was, that was the start of Karate Kid too. Crazy. Holy monkeys. Wow. Uh, but what else is going on with these these people's lives, their awesome lives, all these years later? Well, they both got busy, so they got some children's. And as you can imagine, the children's become an important part of this story. 
So Johnny is now divorced. His kid uh, is somewhere doing drugs, maybe selling drugs, stealing stuff. Oof. His name's Robbie. He's kind of a sad little sad sack. Uh, Poor Robbie. Punk kid. Has no respect for his father. His uh, mother, Johnny's ex, is an alcoholic. Kind of just, just trying to find some men. Very uh, very sad family situation. There's a theme of repeating these bad family cycles. Four minutes Johnny, remaining. Uh, had a stepfather who was abusive to him. And, you know, just had a lot of money and thought that would solve everything. And then Danny got married not to his sweetheart from the Karate Kid film, Allie. Played by Elizabeth Shue, who is now gone. Didn't show up in the season. Uh, but to a new character named Amanda. She seems nice, very intelligent, works at the auto shop. Uh, has two kids. Uh, there's a little punk kid, Anthony, who's, you know, his whole thing is he likes eating and hates karate and likes to order things online. Um, oh, man. So he's kind of like a, like a nerdy kid? Like nerdy, disrespectful, little little brat, like 10 years old. Man, um, what's with all these punks? Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's, he's harmless. He's just a big bag of candy. And then you got Samantha, who used to train with Danny um, when she was a kid. Now she's off doing her own thing. She's abandoned her good friend, Aisha, who's, uh, you know, nerdy and smart like uh, Samantha is. And is now trying to hang out with the popular kids, Yasmin and Moon. Ooh. And, uh, and they're terrible. Um, oh. She likes a terrible boy named Kyler. As if you couldn't have guessed. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those uh, names that just immediately when you hear it. <laughs> yep, yep. All these names, fantastic. Uh, apologies to anyone who's lovely people who have these names, but... I stand uh, by it. Right in. <laughs> yeah, right in if you're that great. Uh, so, the other thing that we need to talk about here is how, how do these people get back into their lives, right? So what happens is Johnny still has his classic Firebird, Hot Red... Drives it around, thinks he's cool shit. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of drunk driving teens crash into the car. <gasps> and who was that but Yasmin, Moon, and Samantha? What? Samantha wasn't driving, but they do a hit and run. Oh, no. And when the car gets towed, it gets towed into LaRusso Auto. Remaining. Oh, boy, is he upset. So that is how Johnny and Danny get reunited. Just, just that enmity, the the anger from all those years ago has never subsided. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, and Johnny, the same night uh, that he gets in that crash, meets his neighbor, uh, who's a young kid named Miguel Diaz. And Miguel is like, I, I don't know anyone. I'm a nerd. I'm not cool. Help me be cool like you. And he's like, Nah, nah, man. Says Johnny. Uh, I'm too cool for that. I'm just going to go drink and eat pizza from a convenience store. But then uh, while he's at the convenience store, Miguel shows up and a bunch of these punk kids led by Kyler beat the crap out of Miguel until Johnny steps in and beats the crap out of all of the kids. One minute remaining. Uh, So he opens a new dojo. He opens up Cobra Kai following those principles of strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And he trains Miguel as his first student. And Danny's furious. He says, this karate's never going to happen in the valley again. Not under my watch. And does everything he can to try to muscle him out of the building using his money. 
and in the end of the series, he tries to keep him from participating in the All-Valley Under-18 Karate Championship again because Cobra Kai had a lifetime ban. But Johnny makes his way into the tournament. Oh, yeah, and Danny starts training Johnny's estranged son. What? lot of wildness going on and then maybe there's like a love three-way between the estranged son robbie and danny's son samantha and miguel the star pupil of cobra kai it's just wild uh johnny's terrible to all the kids time's up you gotta ask some questions there's so much going on (laughs) this is a tight 20 odd minute show there's 10 delightful episodes you ask me some questions, you go write it, and then you go watch it. For those of you listening, you can pause it and watch it right now. See how, how close they get. But we're going to do a little Q&A. We're going to do two minutes for each of you. One of you is going to go first. The other, by definition, will not go first. <laughs> <laughs> so. No kidding. To determine who goes first, the first one of you to shout out the first rule of Cobra Kai. Strike hard. Strike first. <laughs> Those were just. I noises. mean, the second one was right. <laughs> I striked hard before I, stro- I striked first. You know, I appreciate that you just jumped for it. <laughs> it wasn't maybe the most accurate strike, but you did it. So, Andrew, Swing you're going to the first Q&A, the first two minutes. Eric, I ask you to kindly get the hell out of my dojo, you pansy. Oh, yes, sir. All right. Let's get our two minutes on the clock, Mr. Neil. Two-minute Q&A begin. Okay, so is I'm trying to get a better idea of Danny LaRusso at this point. So he's using all of these karate things to sell his business. Is he a bit of a dick? Like, is He's he, a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. So he's not, like, the, like, stoic kind of like respectful uh person he's still like he's not like maybe at johnny's level but like he's still a bit of a dick well and he was very heavily abused by johnny and his friends at a very formative time in his life so there's some justification there but uh yeah he's not letting go of the childish squabble what does johnny do before he starts the cobra kai he was a handyman like uh, like a task rabbit kind of thing. Oh, like for what? Like where did he work? Do you know? Just just some independent contractor. Like they they hire him to uh, hang a TV in the first episode, and he puts it on the wrong wall. Oh man, so not very good. And these kids, these are like high school kids. Like yeah. like the ones that are like really involved, like Miguel and yeah. Samantha, and they all go to the same high school. All go to the same high school. And our, our so, okay, and yeah, again, we're in the valley, so we're still in the yeah. valley. Um So is there any so in this world, Mr. Miyagi is gone. He has yeah. passed away. Thirty seconds remaining. Okay. Um A few years is, back. Okay. Is there any other influence from like like Japanese culture? Are there any other like Japanese characters in 
this this you piece, know, or is it just a bunch of white people? Well, I guess Miguel's probably not white, but no, and, and Kyler's not white. I don't know his his background. There's a a racial diversity to it, but I don't think there really is anyone representing Japanese culture okay. at this point. And karate's not outlawed. It's just Cobra Kai was outlawed. Time's up. Oh no! Yes. Did I'll you say answer? yes? Okay, thank you, thank you. Just wanted to clarify that. All right, all right. There we go. All right. There's a couple of things. Do your sensei proud. I will. I, I bow to you in respect, and then I, I bow out. I'm gone. Excellent. <laughs> All uh, right. Eric, welcome hello. back. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. Are you ready to show Andrew no mercy with your two minutes of excellent questions? Oh, these are going to be some hard-hitting and fast-hitting questions for sure. I definitely understood everything Perfect. in your pitch and can totally ask Good questions. Relevant. All right, let's let it fly. Two minutes. Two minute Q&A begin. Okay, first, most important question. Are Johnny and Danny all fat now? Nah, they're both pretty fit. What? Yeah, they're still karate. Uh, As you do, just casually in your free time. All right, who is your favorite character? My favorite character? There's a lot of characters. I want to know who you are most interested in. I, I gotta love Johnny because he's a complete dick and he doesn't realize how bad he was back in the first film. Oh, okay. So it's not like he's a reformed bully. He's still that guy. Oh, he's terrible. Like, he's a complete dick to all the students. He insults them. He uses non-PC terms. He sure. calls the kid who had, like, uh, a cleft palate who had a surgery lip um, oh, no. until he runs away. <laughs> It's, uh, oh. it's uh it's bad he comes back with a mohawk and starts calling him hawk and he becomes a badass but you know there you go hawk. all right that that sounds like it's a future man joke uh okay well that's your favorite character but who's your favorite kid favorite kid yeah favorite child in this show there are many yeah i'd say samantha samantha uh, because she she goes like has the best arc um trying to you know go with the popular crowd and then she realizes that Maybe what her father taught her was actually worthwhile and there's more value than the superficial. Sure, and Samantha's Danny's kid? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, how old are all these kids? I, I'd say like sophomore, junior. 30 seconds remaining. Ooh, They're okay, all high so, school. Gotcha, high school. Um, all right, so Cobra Kai, that yes, is sir. the name of the dojo. What is the name of this tournament? Maybe you said and I just missed it. It is the... All Valley Under 18 Karate Championship. <laughs> Very nice. And um, that's like the end goal at the end of the season is this tournament, I yeah. assume. The yeah. finale. That's great. That's You know what? That's all Time's I need to know. Time's up. Perfect. There it is. Because you're not going to learn anymore. That's that's how this game is played. That's, that's it. The Dim's the rules. And I, I like to think I showed no mercy with those questions. You, there was no mercy. You struck hard. You didn't strike first. <laughs> because of Andrew oh. Stern. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to uh, do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go train. I'm gonna go. You know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kung fu fight. Do some karate. You know. Yeah. Go to my dojo. I'm and, gonna. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little extra bonus because I know Andrew's seen the first film. You have not. Yes. Uh, you're welcome to watch the first film before you do this pitch. I oh. recommend a good film. But. Uh, that sounds easier than writing. He'll know this. He's off writing right now. Training is a vital component of both the film and the series. 
Okay. It is all about the training and unconventional training methods. That's where you've, I'm sure you've heard wax on, wax off. I've heard of that, yes. In the first film, Mr. Miyagi is training Danny, and he just has him do a bunch of housework. So he starts by, like, put the wax on the car with your right hand, make this broad motion, take it off with your left hand, making this motion. And then eventually, Danny's like, the hell, old man, you're just having me do all your work for free. And then Miyagi's like, show me wax on, wax off, and he punches the kid, and the kid's like, washa, blocks it. Using wax on, wax off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, you just develop those muscles. That's what happens. Yeah. I so, didn't know. Uh, so I that's didn't the Karate know. Kid. It's the greatest thing you will ever I, see. I didn't and know. Educated guess that they make callbacks to that in the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right. I'm going to go right. All right, you go right. We're going to go listen to a little advertisement. We'll come back with two stories in the Sham Fiction All-Valley Writing Championship 1984. See you in a bit. Hello, Sham Nation. We hope you're enjoying the show. While the guys are off writing, I wanted to get real with you in a way that only a recorded ad can get real. If you like our show, please hop on your favorite iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us get the word out there to more people. If you love the show and want to help us produce it, hop on coffee.com slash shamfiction. That's ko-fi.com slash shamfiction. And send us some money, love. If not, we won't tell anyone. Thanks for your support. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email, contact at shamfiction.com. Twitter.com slash shamfiction. Instagram is a shamfiction thing. I think it's Instagram.com slash shamfiction. You get the idea. We want to hear from you. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the dojo. I hope you have prepared. Oh, I have prepared. Sensei. Oh, good. I spent this time personally figuring out how to say sensei instead of sensei as I had <laughs> somehow had that in my mind for some reason. Oh, I thought it this. was I thought it was pronounced sensei. I feel oh, like an ass. No. Yes. It is pronounced sensate. Sensate. Yeah, sense there you go. Eight. Yep. <laughs> uh, next week on Sham Fiction. All right. We haven't done it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Hey, it sounds like a great episode. Do you want to see a Sensate episode, listeners? Write in sensate at shamfiction.com, and we will do that. Doesn't exist. Don't do it. (laughs) That's not a real place. All right. I I am ready. Uh, So I want to hear these stories. I'm very excited. Who's going first? Strike first. Oh, Andrew's well, going first. That I was guess it. Andrew. <laughs> I got it right yes. this time. I got it right All this right. time. I know the order. I figured it out. <laughs> All right, Andrew, take us away when you're ready. Okay, cool. This is Andrew's sham fiction of Cobra Kai. I can't freaking believe it. Here I am, leaning against the kitchen counter, Ziploc bag full of ice pressed to my throbbing face, and I feel better than I have in. Hell, I don't know how long. I go to the bathroom to look at myself again. Christ, 
The left side of my face is as red as the steak I just saw in the freezer. It's gonna be a hell of a shiner soon, but honestly, I don't care. You should see the other guy. <laughs> Guys, actually. Three of them. Three of them. Huh. I go back to the fridge and grab a beer. This time I catch the note magneted to the door that I left there earlier. A reminder to pay rent. It was due three days ago, so they're going to charge a late fee. Just what I needed after feeling good for a hot minute. A reminder of how crapola things have been. <laughs> I look around my cramped apartment. It's all my life has been for a long time. Godforsaken apartment after godforsaken apartment. Clogged toilet here, an electrical short there. Hey Johnny, we can't afford a fumigator. Can you go around and spray this toxic crap in every corner of the building? Yes, you will still have to pay for your own health insurance. Muchos gracias. <laughs> Joke's on you, hombre. I don't have health insurance. Can't afford it. Why else do you think I'd live in this dump? Makes me sick every time I walk through the door. Neighbors are all losers. Even before tonight, I kept running into that Miguel kid down the hall all the time. He's constantly trying to chat me up. I always brush him off. But I couldn't that day last week when his grandmother's air conditioner went... <laughs> What's a kid like him doing home with his grandma? He should learn a few social skills and hang out with kids his own age. And maybe stuff like tonight wouldn't happen. But if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be feeling this rat. <laughs> Man, the only thing that's felt really good recently is open up the old bird going north on the 405. But hell, even that's gone now. Stupid teenagers. Don't even know how to drink and drive. <laughs> that wasn't a good night. Sitting in the passenger side of a tow truck and pulling into... LaRusso Auto... I always change the channel when that scumbag appears on screen. Chopping prices. <laughs> Fortunately, there's no change in channels when that piece of garbage himself is standing there, right in front of you, glaring at you as if you were an even bigger piece of garbage. Guess what? I am bigger. Way bigger than you, Runty LaRusso. Yeah, I told him where to go. And then he refused me service and said I'd still have to pay for the tow. <gasps> I'm not paying him squat. I burned the bill and pissed on the ashes. Sure, I couldn't pay for another tow when little Runty had the old bird impounded, but I left that dump with, uh, with my dignity intact. <sighs> I sit down in my recliner and look down at the beer in my hand. It's one from the la it's one of the last from this weekend's case. I'll have to make a run tomorrow during lunch. The thought catches. I feel my heartbeat rise and aching face grow even hotter. Run? More like walk, you idiot. You don't have a frickin' car. What are you gonna do? Take the bus to the liquor store? Is that what you're gonna do? Don't you know who takes the frickin' bus, Johnny? Frickin' losers! <laughs> <sighs> I'm worked up and squeeze the Ziploc bag too tightly. It's breaking the seal and firing an icy shot of water right into my face. Christ! I throw the bag across the room, sending ice everywhere. Half-melted cubes strike the floor and walls with various thuds. And then a metallic ding rings out. My eyes go straight to the shelf across the room. There are a lot of gold cups on that shelf, of all shapes and sizes. It's completely full. Still, whenever I look at that shelf, the only cup I can think about is a silver one, and it's not even up there. 
I look back to the unopened beer in my hand and try to think of something else. I typically fall back on the old bird in times like this. After the wife left, the kid left. I've always been able to say, at least I have my wheels. But now that's gone, and I don't have anything good left. Oh, or I didn't before tonight. I lift the cold beer can and press it to my face. It stings in just the right way. I was returning from the bar, not even an hour ago, walking about a block from my building. I had to dip into an alley and yak my guts out. I could hear them <laughs> over my heaving voices echoing down the alley. I looked up and saw a group of kids at the other end, teenagers. They were suddenly making a hell of a lot of noise, so I was going to go tell them to shut up. I got closer and saw that three of them were pushing another one around. And this one tripped and fell on the ground, and then another one walked up and started kicking the fallen one. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? I figured I'd spook them, but instead they told me to get lost. Can you believe that? I told them to get lost, and they started cussing me out. I was blown away by the words they were using. I thought kids these days were all woke or whatever. <laughs> <sighs> I told them I wasn't going anywhere. One of them struts right up to me. It's about my height, but I had him in wait. Beer will do that. <laughs> sized him up. Thought about it for half a second. Or he sized me up. Thought about it for half a second. And pulled a fist back. Then my fist connected with his diaphragm. Pow! Two words flashed into my mind. Strike first. <laughs> <laughs> I felt spit on my face as the air escaped the kid's lungs. He shuddered, stumbled, and fell to his knees. His buddies cursed me out and charged. I sent the first one careening down the alley with the force of his own momentum, which allowed me to land in the proper stance and deliver a kick straight to the nads of the next one. <laughs> he doubled over, gasping for air, and I followed up with a snap kick to the chin. Two more words. Strike hard. <laughs> the kid went from doubled over to flat on his back. Smack! Next to the first one. Then... I heard footsteps on gravel approaching from behind. Number two was coming back for another round. I turned my head to face him, adjusted my stance, and sent a round kick into his kidney. He stumbled, groaning through gritted teeth, and I delivered a follow-up side kick in the same place. This one propelled him straight into a brick wall, and he dropped to the pavement, clutching his side, whining and wheezing, and then whack! Searing pain erupted across my face. Snot, spit, and tears came from where they come from, and my brain <laughs> rattled inside my skull. First one had apparently recovered from my first hit, and you should have seen the look on him after he landed that punch. Wide-eyed, shaken, he was scared out of his mind. And he was right to be. Because the next thing he knew... He had the heel of my palm rammed into his face, driving his nose back into his frickin' brain. <laughs> Blood squirted down his chin, saw it glisten in the streetlight, and I whispered the last two words. No mercy. <laughs> the bloody-faced kid cried out in pain and ran out of the alley. Number two and three limped off after him. Wiped the tears and snot from my face, feeling my heart thump against my ribcage and the veins in my arms and neck swell. That was incredible, a voice said. It was the fourth kid, the one the others had been pushing around. It turned out to be the grandma's boy, Miguel. He was awestruck, 
looking at me like he was seeing a celebrity or something, and that suddenly brought everything into perspective. He was right. That was freaking incredible. It had all just come back as if I had just been walking back from the dojo and not the watering hole. All this time, for 30 years, it had been there, waiting to be brought out. Felt like a firebird, a phoenix, shaking off the ashes and burning for the first time in a new form. Miguel pleaded me to teach him. I don't really see that working out, but who cares if it doesn't? <laughs> Those punks woke something up, and if I can use training this loser as an excuse to keep it awake, I'm in. Johnny Lawrence is back, baby! And he's not taking any more crap from nobody. I crack open my beer, take a swig, and let out a satisfied sigh. No mercy, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) That was great. Hooray. Thank you, Clint. Strike first. Eric, will you strike hard and show no mercy? I, I I will try. My uh, story is a little bit later in the season, so I think this works out. I think uh, I think oh, it was it was good that Andrew had the first strike. But I episodic sham fiction. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, so if you're ready, this is Eric Carlson's uh, Cobra Kai. Faster! No, faster! Miguel ducks left and struck out with his right making a soft thud as his taped fist hit the center of the target. The older man shot out with the left mitt, cuffing Miguel across the ear. Faster! he shouted. Miguel growled and threw another punch, wilder, barely connecting with the focus mitt, but managing to dodge his sensei's counterattack. No, 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 Johnny shouted. You call that a Zuki? You can't be afraid of my attack, Miguel. In the tournament, your foe won't be using a soft mitt. If you fear their attack, then you lose the speed advantage. Doesn't matter, Miguel mumbled as he threw another punch, harder this time, making a loud thock noise as it hit true. Johnny's counter struck Miguel's jaw so hard and sudden that the boy stumbled backwards, landing in a sprawl on the blue gym mat. Doesn't matter? Johnny roared. It matters. Strike first. Strike hard. If you do this, your opponent won't be able to counter. Get the fuck on your feet. Miguel gave his sensei a long, sullen glare, his jaw jutting forward in protest, before jumping to his feet and stubbornly resuming the aggressive stance that Johnny had taught him. Tell me it matters, the man continued. Miguel remained silent. Tell me! It doesn't, he spat. We won't even be in the tournament. We're banned. You leave that to me, Johnny said evenly, lifting his fists, putting the focus mitt back into position for Miguel. Don't let it distract you from your training. Focus on your breathing. The student gave his teacher another long glare, then closed his eyes and took a long breath, steadying himself, then opened his eyes. Ready? Johnny asked. Miguel nodded. Begin. They went through the kata once more, before a new voice rang out from the front door of the dojo. I've got it, she said, a tone of victory in her voice. Miguel turned to see Samantha leaning against the door jamb, a large duffel bag slung over her shoulder. 
A surprise blow from the target mitt caught him across the face, and he fell back down into the floor again. Focus! Johnny shouted, then turned towards the newcomer. What are you doing here? I told you I don't teach girls. She snorted and shook her head, saying, No reason. I'm just waiting for you to apologize. Johnny left Miguel to pull himself off the mat and stalked towards Samantha, giving her a once-over, his gaze landing on the lumpy duffel bag. What's that? She took a few steps away from the door and matched his glare. Consider it my entry fee. Forget it, Sam, Miguel said, sidling up to them. He won't teach you. He's stubborn. Watch it, Johnny growled to Miguel, then turned his attention back to the girl. Don't be fucking coy. What is it? The Cobra Kai Dojo's ticket into the All-Valley Under-18 Karate Championship. She then unzipped the bag just wide enough for Johnny and Miguel to see a glint of gold and polished wood. Is that? Johnny began, but was cut off at a loud knock at the door. Samantha instinctively zipped the bag closed, and they all turned to see two uniformed police officers, one male, one female, darkening the doorway. The hell do you want? Johnny growled. Jonathan Lawrence? The female officer asked. That's me? What do you want? He repeated. Uh... We'd like to ask you some questions regarding a recent theft reported by a Daniel LaRusso, the male officer said, reading from a small notebook, if you don't mind. Shit, that was fast, breathed Samantha. Johnny glanced down to the girl, noted her wide-eyed expression, looked again at the bulky bag, then said, You bet I fucking mind. Get out of my dojo. Sir insisted the male officer. Please watch your tone, or we're going to have to detain you. <laughs> you can try, he said with a smirk. Sir, the female officer protested, her hand hovering over the stun gun at her belt. If you don't cooperate in this investigation, we will have reasonable cause to incapacitate you. Johnny took a slow step forward, putting himself between the officers and the kids, and said, I don't doubt your intentions. I just doubt your speed. <laughs> Mr. Lawrence, the female officer began. A dispatch, we have a code 20 at the Cobra Kai Dojo on Louise and Ventura, the male officer said into the radio on his left shoulder. Hey, hold on, Johnny. That means backup, said Miguel, reaching out and grabbing his sensei's arm. Off, he said simply. Miguel let go. Miguel, Samantha... Class is over for the day. Go home. Wait, Samantha began, turning from the officers to Johnny. Mr. Lawrence, I... Now, Johnny cut her off. Both of you. The two teenagers remained rooted in place. Sir, the female officer said. Come with us outside, please. No need to get upset. We just have a few questions. If you just want to ask me a few questions began Johnny. Then why are you drawing those? He gestured towards the stun guns that both officers had lifted from their holsters. Before they could even raise them in defense, Johnny exploded forward, striking first left, then right, batting the stun guns out of both officers' grips using the padded focus mitts that he still wore on both hands. 
The weapons thudded and bounced uselessly on the soft floor of the dojo, and both officers immediately took a step back, then reached for the pistols at their belts. Hold on! Samantha shouted, stepping forward. The officers froze. This is so dumb. I have it. It's right here. She unzipped the duffel bag completely, reached in, and drew out a gigantic trophy, gleaming with gold and polished wood. The words, Danny LaRusso, 1984 champion, was etched onto a plaque at the trophy's base. Is this what you're looking for? Samantha, Johnny shouted, trying to step in front of the girl. She pushed him off. Don't, she said to Johnny then spoke to the officers. He's just trying to protect me. I took my dad's damn trophy. You can arrest me if you have to. That's your dad's trophy? Miguel asked, wide-eyed. The 1984 All-Valley Karate Trophy? Why do you have it? Long story, Samantha mumbled. The officers took a moment to trade glances with one another. Then the female officer drew her handgun, training it at her feet as she said, Back away, all three of you. Forrest, collect the tasers, please. Johnny, Miguel, and Samantha all complied, taking a few steps back so that the male officer, Forrest, could pick up the two dropped stun guns and stow them back on their belts. Seriously, why do you have that? Miguel insisted. Leverage, she replied. My dad's being a dick about the tournament, so I thought I could hold this hostage until he let you guys in. You're an idiot, growled Johnny. <laughs> I was helping. <laughs> you call this helping? Sir, you're going to have to come with us, the female officer said, holstering her, her pistol and producing a pair of handcuffs. Johnny ignored the officer and glared at Samantha for a long moment, then removed the focus mitts from his hands, one at a time, and dropped them on the floor. Why do you care if Cobra Kai enters the tournament? What do you have to gain? He asked Samantha, placing his hands behind his back and facing away from the officers so they could cuff him. Your respect? She said simply, as the handcuffs locked tight around the man's wrists. He appraised her for a long moment, then said, Good try. Get that thing back to your dad, okay? We'll win on our own. The officers took Johnny by the shoulders and led him out of the dojo. Samantha sighed. Miguel approached her and looked at the trophy, hanging at her side, a glint of admiration in his eyes. You know... It's a pretty nice trophy. I wouldn't mind winning one, he said. She looked him in the eye and nodded. Yeah, I'll find a way to get Cobra Kai into the tournament. But it's not going to be you holding the trophy at the end. It'll be me. With that, she left Miguel behind and followed the officers out the door. The end. Oh, oh man. Cobra snap. Cobra Snap. All right. There were two whole stories there. Was, uh, <laughs> Approximately. Pretty exciting. Approximately. I need to check your math on that. One second. One second. Oh, wait. I don't hold do on. math, nerd. Hold, hold Andrew, Andrew's doing math. Give him a minute. I'll carry the one. Yeah, carry the one. This one. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, what do you got? Come on. Okay, now I'm getting bored. I, I'm, I'm the plus side. Uh, <laughs> okay. One plus... One. He's <laughs> getting there. One second, I gotta start over. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Checks out. Uh, so, before I make a judgment, Eric, 
Did you know that those were called focus gloves or whatever the hell beforehand? Mo- focus mitts? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Good. <laughs> I had to look that up. You know I had to look that up. I, I was impressed because I knew exactly what you were talking about. I had just never heard the title of them. Sure. I, I, I went to a, uh, a website selling karate gear, and there they were. <laughs> focus mitts, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Did either of you go to a karate class? to prepare for this uh i to be honest with you i used to take karate when i was a wee child what uh so i was you know i was like eight like seven still and then and then and then i got sick of it did you not like getting beat up i i I earned some pity belts and you know what (laughs) and i felt i just didn't need their pity belts what color are pity belts they're like the regular belt color (laughs) Some, like a yellow and a green, maybe. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think there was some you know, some white, some browns. Uh, white, yep, brown. Uh, yeah, not exciting colors. No, yeah. not at all. Um, yeah, no, that was good. That was good. I did not take any classes. I did nope. go to some self-taught. websites and watch some guys. <laughs> what? I said self-taught. Self-taught. Yeah, I went to online classes. I should say <laughs> uh, to learn karate. Yeah. You watch some guys like on the web, or yeah, yeah. There's like YouTube videos where you can learn yeah. some. Uh, yeah, just some guys on the street. I went back and found an alley nearby and saw some guys training. But you know, it was behind a restaurant. They were pounding on some bags of flour and. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh boy! All right. Well, I think normally I take a long time to deliberate, but in the spirit of Cobra Kai, I'm going to go ahead and strike hard, strike first, and show no mercy. No mercy. Etc. All right. Uh, So the winner of the 2018, well over 18, (laughs) not in the valley, sham fiction tournament is Josh Hill, John Hurwitz, and Hayden Schlossberg. God, it got me. I know. You thought one of you was going to win. But of you two losers, as Johnny Lawrence would say, uh, I got to tip it to Eric. (gasps) Oh, Oh my. And it was was a really tough one this week. And I want to talk a little bit about why I made that choice. Hey. Hey. Because there were things I really liked about both the pieces. And there were some things that I feel could have done a little bit differently in both of them. Sure. Good, good. Yeah, and so, uh, I, uh, I, I'm excited to hear about the, the notes just because I still have not seen uh, Karate Kid. Yeah. So I, I, I want to know more about like the specifics of these characters and like wh- what we got right, what we got wrong, all that. Well, you got to see Karate Kid. Uh, yes. Because it's an excellent film. And you should probably watch Cobra Kai because it's a lot of fun. But... I will say, uh, Andrew, your Johnny LaRusso was spot on. <laughs> jo- Johnny Lawrence, you mean? Johnny Lawrence, not Johnny LaRusso. Oh. That's, sorry, that's, that's my own personal fan fiction. <laughs> their, their child that they adapted in the 90s. Uh, it's a different, whole different thing, guys. Uh, your Johnny Lawrence, thank you, uh, was spot on. Even the voice and delivery. Excellent. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. I was I was making a note like, wow, I didn't know Johnny Lawrence was from Brooklyn. And then I, I adopted like a very similar voice of my own. So yeah. anyway. Uh, so I, I thought that was that was spot on. I uh, really enjoyed that. 
Um, there were some things that you brought up that were very similar to the show, like the, the attitude he had about it. Just this cockiness, the way he's bragging about this fight mm-hmm. and beating up the three kids was great. Um, the sadness of his life, all very interesting. Uh, where it, it kind of fell apart for me was just the overall arc of it, I, I felt mm-hmm. was, was lacking. Um, okay. So it was this, this weird sort of split where you have it in a first-person present tense mm-hmm. for about half of it, and then half of it's kind of an extended flashback in a first-person past tense, mm-hmm. and then we wrap back around to the present tense. But there's there's not much of a uh, decision point in in the the story. It felt more like a recap, and I know we've talked about it on that that on the show sometimes, and I've been mm-hmm. guilty of this as well of more you know, replaying some of the pitch versus yeah. uh, telling a story around that. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where I felt like the uh, the setting of it threw me off a bit, you know, like where it was set in time. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't feel like we were as around a moment of crisis. Like if you had set this entirely back during the fight, mm-hmm. I would have been more engaged. You know, okay. if it's him making the the decision to go and and do this, yeah, I haven't done okay. this in a long. You know, that that's like the the moment for me. Okay, um, so that's that's what I felt in terms of where I I stepped back on this one a little bit. Yeah. Okay. What What are your thoughts on how you kind of set that up? Yeah. So I uh, came to this the decision to write this be, uh, based on like. My my idea was, what is, like, what would it be like if Johnny were, like, going to the bar and, like, telling this story to the bartender? Like, how would he tell it? Yeah. And so that's kind of how I structured it, where it's, like, he's just come from this thing, and he's, so he talks a bit about it at the beginning, and then he kind of has to recap where he was, like, what's kind of led to it, and then he gets into it. Yeah, and that's kind of that's how I thought of it. That's that's and then the, again the, the the present tense first person. I was like, okay, I want this to kind of feel like we'd be hearing this from Johnny at the bar, and that's that's kind of how I approached it. And I, I felt like it did feel that way for a lot of it, but then there were some bits of more prosy uh, piece that kind of took me out of that. Okay, and then I was also wondering, you know, why not just set it at the bar? Why not just have him mm-hmm. be telling some guy this which is exactly the kind of thing johnny would do he's so braggy okay. yeah um so that because I, I got that vibe but i was like wait a second we're not at a bar we're just you know he's just home alone Hmm. yeah yeah no i just i thought it was you know, i guess either way it would have been sad but just the yeah. idea of this guy uh alone in his apartment running back through all this stuff um and just, like, the way I had kind of... And you're right. Like, I took the elements from the pitch and just kind of laid them out in a way that I was like, okay, so I want this to kind of feel a uh, train of thought um, where we're just kind of ticking off the boxes of the things in Johnny's life that bother him. And that's yeah. kind of how I, I structured it. So it was, very, it was very much like what you said, where this one, more than most, I just kind of took the details from the pitch and then tried to put a you know a skin of like this character over the top of that 
I think you did a yeah. great job with that. Like you got into this Johnny headspace really well. Like j- just looking at this story as like a, um, a a writing exercise to like get a character. Like you that that that's all you need. Like you just like okay, here's what I know. Here's uh, some prose from Johnny's perspective. Here's how he processed all of that information, and it was a very different voice. I think than uh, I've heard from you before, Andrew. Uh, it was very unique. It definitely didn't feel like you. It felt like Johnny, and okay. so you did a great job just just inhabiting that character. Cool. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, I, I completely agree with all of that. So I do think you hit the character really well, and I think that uh, I, I enjoyed you stretching in this way. Just that little bit of story structure that would have probably pushed it over the top. All right. So, Mr. Carlson, yes, let's talk about you for a moment. If we have to. Less loser. Um, Do I get a trophy I, for being the less loser? No. You going to cry about it? Oh. <laughs> maybe. I'm kind of over the word trophy. <laughs> uh, so, this is very interesting. And the first thing I need to point out is that Sam would never actively betray her father like no? that. No? Oh, okay. It's, it's a struggle throughout the piece. But, like, going so far as to show up at Cobra Kai or even propose that she fights for Cobra Kai would just, like, explode her entire world. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I interpreted her character because we didn't get up much in the pitch. But I just saw this as, like, a conflict, you know, that you have kind of these these kids, uh, like, kind of playing against their parents. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you have, you know, Johnny's kid is being trained by Danny and... Yeah, it'd be funny if Danny's kid was trying to get cha- trained by Johnny. It just that just felt good. So, I, I, I you know, maybe they'll go there in season two. Sure. Uh, but it was like she feels like she's in so much trouble, and she realized the boy that she's dating is in Cobra Kai. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Interesting. No, Eric, I, I thought the same thing. Like, so you're doing that made sense to me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes it makes sense from the pitch perspective, um, but I just got a little chuckle out of that. That was great. I love when I love when this stuff doesn't track. Oh yeah, uh, and so your <laughs> Johnny was also a lot more put together. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I got that than sense the Johnny after, of the show after Cause Andrews because <laughs> Andrews was like a hundred percent spot on. Yeah, um, <laughs> but. Where, where I really gave you the credit was I, I liked that scene. You know, I felt like we had a, a full story in that that was an extrapolation from the pitch. Um, and I, I liked the escalation. I liked the cops coming in mm-hmm. and Johnny being a complete tool about it. Yeah. Um, so really enjoyed that aspect. Cool. That's great. Um, and I, I thought you, it was very crisp writing. Mm. There's a lot of economy in how you wrote this. Sure. Um, Yes. Um, you know, I was wondering about that because I really didn't know what this was going in. Like, I was, I had written it pretty quickly, and I was afraid uh, how you guys might react to it because it was so um, sparse. Like, there wasn't a lot of uh, flowery language. It was just very. Here's what happened. I was trying to write it as cinematically as possible, mm-hmm. and writing cinematically, I find to be so difficult. Like, it's just, it's hard to have it's hard to write something that reads uh in in a in an engaging way in an interesting way when you can't 
inject somebody's like some character's viewpoint into it sure viewpoint is always so interesting and you take that viewpoint away and what do you what do you have left it just it feels dry so did this come across as dry to you so uh to to an extent because i i actually viewed this as though you were really making this miguel's uh pov right because mm. the way it was introduced sure uh, we get a little bit more of him there but you're, gotcha. you're right you're doing more of a cinematic yeah. view i that was going to be my other comment to you was you know put it put us with the person who has the most at stake here and i think this yeah. would have been a lot more interesting from samantha's perspective sure yeah that makes sense um, and it was something I toyed with too, is like, maybe I should, you know, Samantha's the one who comes in here who ha- who has made the leap and is trying to accomplish something and she's going to fail. Um, but I did want some of that. I wanted to see this training happening. So it's like, maybe mm. if I had Samantha kind of like hanging out, uh, you know, watching through the door or something as this was going on before she like got up the courage to go in, might've strengthened yeah. it or something. Um, and maybe that was just me trying to adhere to the pitch. I just wanted some good karate training in there between Miguel and Johnny because that was, it was just something I wanted to see. Yeah. And did you say why you? What was your decision behind doing the cinematic perspective? Uh, I think it was maybe just because I was juggling with some. Uh, you know, I had a bunch of characters on screen, and I guess I I just maybe couldn't decide whose viewpoint would really be the strongest and I, and with with characters entering and exiting you know i wanted to stay in the room okay and uh yeah i think that's that's it kind of okay. a weak answer but uh, i think that's all no. it was okay um yeah uh so i will agree with marcus in the the way that i i thought the the, the prose was very clear the action throughout the piece was very clear i always knew good I, I even got a sense of ge- geography to mm-hmm. it, um, even though I don't think you... It was I think you implied more than you actually described in terms yeah. of that. Um, but I had a very clear vision of what was happening, so you nailed that. What I struggled with was intention. Like, I was very thrown off in terms of what is the motivation for anybody in this scene. Sure. So... Like even though I got immediately with the cops coming in that of course they're after whatever whatever is in that duffel bag, I didn't know what Sam's motivation was for stealing it. So that whole time I was like, why is this even happening? Sure, yeah, and, and, and what like was the deal? That. Sure, yeah. So and I didn't know how that tied into like what Miguel wanted or what Johnny wanted, other than the fact that they want to get in the tournament Mm -hmm. so those relationships were confusing um to me yeah but again the action was there i knew what was going on um and it felt very present which was good i think that's that's fair andrew when you you look at it you kind of get those answers but in the last couple paragraphs yes Mm -hmm. right so you have to kind of recontextualize and that's where i think if you had just stuck to a viewpoint character would have uh, yeah definitely then you're you're it. you're kind of seeing that motivation from the beginning because they're thinking about these things like like oh no the cops showed up you know if you know i now johnny's gonna now johnny's getting in trouble for some stupid thing that i did and all this you know you get the reactions deeper uh in the text with a stronger viewpoint which yeah. so yeah va- very valid criticism and i think 
um, kind of saving motivations for like the last few paragraphs is something I think I've done a lot on this show. I think it's something that I tend to do, um, and it, uh, it it's something I think I need to work on. I but it's to... not a it's not a blanket like criticism because you can do that and it might work depending on what you're writing. Yeah, and I think you need to telegraph it a little better. Uh, to make it work, you can save the 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 juicy tidbit until the very end, but you need to, I think, give the audience some expectation that this is coming, to make you that need, satisfying. You need the urgency mm-hmm. as it's going through, right? So that's like if you're in the POV of Samantha at this point, and it's ultimately to get the Cobra Kai thing, you could be thinking about what is her immediate next step, and that's going to drag people sure. through this, right? It's yeah. going to be. Okay, well, now I have to balance this with Johnny. I know he's a hothead. Now I have to defuse the situation with the cops and keep my leverage. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, no, that's all valid. It'd be fun to rewrite this with a stronger Samantha viewpoint. I'd like to see how that turns out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... just like my own personal reaction to it, um, the lack of motivation made Johnny's confrontation of the police really uncomfortable for me i think more than perhaps was even uh uh intended sure um because i'm like why is this guy physically attacking a police officer like i i just like again and with all the you know all of the uh current you know thought around you know police brutality even though that johnny's white yeah you know johnny's white he's he can do whatever he wants but still like it's it's still kind of like brought that like, I framed it in my mind that way, and I'm like, why is this guy doing this? I don't blame you for thinking about that. I was thinking about the exact same thing when I was writing it. Um, so it's good to know that, that that is something that a reader of the text is thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a valid. Mm. So, so, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it was. Uh, I think both of these stories had a lot of elements that I really dug, um, and then there were some elements that would definitely improve in a second draft. Yeah. But I enjoyed both of these takes. I can't wait for you guys to watch Cobra Kai so we can talk about it. I think, Andrew, you're probably closer because you've already seen Karate Kid. <laughs> uh, although, rewatching it, it's a treat. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly didn't pull on, like, any knowledge from Karate Kid in writing this. I don't remember that movie, like, at all. So, it was it was kind of blind. We should, um, we should yeah. get together, have a little movie night. Yeah. You know, pop some Sounds corn. Lovely. Let's uh, do it. It'd be great. I will say, uh, you after you watch Cobra Kai, will both be disappointed that you didn't just focus your entire sham around the petty adult squabble between Danny and Johnny, because <laughs> it's just the best. Sure, just uh, childish, but these forty-year-old oh men, yeah, That's like great. they're they're around each other and they're teenagers again, and yeah. it's just hilarious. Great. Yeah, I, I that I tried to fit in a little bit of that immaturity into my piece in that Johnny never until the very end never uses like real swear words. He's yeah. always kind of using like frickin' and 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 just like things that like a kid in the eighties would have said. Like I yeah, tried to, I to pepper those in. Very stuck in it. How funny is Cobra Kai? Is it is it's it pretty a, funny. Is it a comedy? I, I don't think it's a comedy, but it's it's a I mean, it's not super dramatic though either. It's it's in a weird space because sure. it feels more like a 
like just an 80s action movie with comedy in it right like it's just okay. split out across these 10 episodes gotcha yeah, interesting now there wasn't really much comedic elements in either andrew or mine uh shams so i was just well, andrew's was much much funnier yes um, and the tone yes 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 but uh that so that's more of the comedy in it gotcha the just kind of tonality comedy. yeah all right so now i will say we should wrap this up but go ahead and watch cobra kai dear listeners uh while our two writers were writing in the dojo YouTube Red was renamed YouTube Premium, so that's where you can find it. <laughs> oh, well, now all of our uh, comments about YouTube Red, out the window. It, you know, I, I think it's just great customer service from Google. They addressed it immediately, or Alphabet, I should say. Yeah. Uh, well well done. And Good. go check it out. That's much better. I'm yeah. very Premium, glad that they did much that. Much better, better title. Go see Cobra Kai. Season two will be coming sometime next year. And and write to us. Let us know uh, web series or not. You know, is it is it a web series? It's on YouTube. It's a good question. Yeah, it's hard to say. What is this? What we'll is this? Have to this wait thing? for the next Emmys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it still confuses me that I mean it shouldn't because like it's we're Netflix is watching stuff online too. It there's no difference. They're not all web series. Um, I don't know. It, it trips me up because we used to have stuff on YouTube. So <laughs> that just and if idiots yeah. like us can put stuff yeah, on YouTube, exactly. Everything That's must exactly be garbage. The way I think. Yeah. Is this podcast a TV show? Is it a movie? I don't oh. know. <laughs> I Do need, I hear Oscar buzz? I need definition. Uh, oh, All right. right. Well, well ponder uh, that. I, I bow to your judgment, <laughs> and I bow to my uh, superior this week, Eric. Hi. You're superior. Hi. That Japanese for yes. 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 <laughs> nod. Yes. Hands together in a show of respect, nod yep. and say yes. Because <laughs> I agree to the judgment this week. That's All awesome. right. Well, listeners, we'll see you next time. Always remember even if you've been trained and you're a black belt, you can't beat the dredge because they're pure energy. And with that, I bid you adieu. Bye, everybody. Bye. Sham Fiction is a Two Jackets production hosted by Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Original music by Reed Reimer. Head to shamfiction.com for the episode archive. Sham Fiction. Write what you don't know. So, the Earth is dying and you want to start a new life with your family in a colony off-world? Alright. And when you go, you'll get your own family-sized spaceship to call home? (laughs) Not bad. And when the aliens attack and the settlers are scattered, you'll all be stranded on an unknown planet that tests your survival skills, scientific wherewithal, and the very bonds of your family to their limits? (laughs) Count me in. (laughs) All this and robots next time when we crash land into the new Netflix show, Lost in Space. Danger, Will Robinson. You won't want to miss this. <laughs> Robots. This has been a Two Jackets production. 